Welcome back to Journey Through Lent with the Holy Fathers, as well as some Holy Sisters. Dave Orsborn here at St. Gabriel, joined again this morning by Sister John Paul of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. Good morning, Sister. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you back. Looking forward to this reflection from our Holy Father, St. John Paul II. So before we jump into it, can you open us in prayer? I would love to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, as we begin this Tuesday of the first full week of Lent, we were reminded in a special way of the accompaniment of your grace. You accompany us with your angels and with your saints. In a special way, we also ask for the intercession of St. Pope John Paul II, that by his intercession, we may turn more closely to our Father's house. We ask that the Holy Spirit would fall upon us in a special way, illumine our minds and our hearts to hear the word of God and to turn closer to the Father. We ask for the grace to do his will today. As we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, sister. Today, St. John Paul II, this is a reflection from a message that he delivered to the 18th World Youth Day. So keep in mind who he's talking to here, folks. True disciples of Christ are conscious of their own weakness. For this reason, they put all their trust in the grace of God and they accept it with undivided hearts, convinced that without him, they can do nothing. What characterizes them and distinguishes them from others is not their talents or natural gifts. It is their firm determination to proceed as followers of Jesus. May you be imitators of them as they were of Christ. Boom. <laughs> so, sister, what stood out? Well, first of all, I loved that this passage of meditation for Lent was delivered to young people. And so many of us, when we recall our Holy Father and the inspiration that, it, that he was to so many, we remember the way in which he was able to stir up the hearts of the young and call them to be disciples of Christ. And as we begin Lent, you know, it's good to stop and remember, well, part of the goal of Lent is to become more like Christ. <laughs> and so there's a, there's a simplicity to the gospel message which endures, which I think our Holy Father, John Paul II, is, is just reminding us, um, you know, Following Christ, yes, we might be aware of our own weaknesses, but we're to put all our trust in the grace of God. And uh, another thing that is a kind of a hallmark of John Paul II when he's speaking to the young is this calling forth of this radical choice, right? This this um, encouragement to step out in faith and to kind of you know put your stake in the ground for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so here he's talking about accepting with undivided hearts this decision to follow Christ. And I think all of us, as we're beginning Lent, you know, maybe, maybe we're a few days in with our Lenten practices and it's starting to get a little old or challenging, <laughs> you know, and, and then we can think of, 
you know, meditating on our Lord carrying the cross, the times that he fell, meditating on so many of the saints, known and unknown, that have gone before us, that have persevered in, in humble, difficult circumstances. And that really kind of the, the proof of the pudding, if you will, is this that daily hidden following of Christ. Daily conversion. Daily conversion. Right. Yes. I, I was thinking kind of the, the big kind of um, macro uh, of John Paul II speaking to this you know, huge mm-hmm. crowd mm-hmm. at our World Youth Day, talking to young people who have very important decisions Yes, yes. To make. And, and so many of them had been nurtured and educated and brought up to believe that it is their their talents right. <clears throat> and their natural right. gifts that right. will distinguish them, will set them apart from competitors or from their peers yes. or, or whoever. And what JP2 here is saying, um, it's not that. Rather, it's their firm determination to proceed as followers of Christ. And it very much applies to the young people, but how about us? I mean, not so young people, or to me, not so young people, <laughs> that um, that that's a daily choice, you're right, that, that still we're all called to make as we wake up in that morning, in the morning and we make that morning offering, what what am I going to choose? That's right. That's right. I think you know we can relate to you know as as we go through life, we can re- relate more and more to the opening line. The Holy Father says here, uh, "True disciples of Christ are conscious of their own weakness." Mm. So I think we can be, become more and more of our our own weakness. But what the Lord wants us to do is to become more and more aware of His own grace. Right. More and more that, that you know His grace is sufficient, as Saint Paul talks about. And when we're given these temptations in Lent, it's actually uh, the gift to remind us of how much we are dependent upon the Lord. And so um, we're, we're called to know less of a radical choice, even though we might not be at, at a crossroads, like what, what is my vocation going to be or something like that. But as we go through life, it, it really is the daily uh, commitment to the Lord, the daily choosing of taking up our cross and following him it is really where, where we sort of prove ourselves and show our love of the Lord. And we call it Lenten practices, right? Yes, <laughs> so, right. And, and right. it's a great thing to practice That's during right. Lent is is that that daily, daily offering, as you said, to, to be conscious of where our weakness is and how God can perfect us in our weakness with his grace. Mm-hmm according to his will. I think that's something that we need to do more uh, in terms of preaching and speaking about and and meditating on is actually the power of grace. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we forget that grace actually supplies everything and the Lord can do everything in us. And there isn't any sin or weakness or patterns that the Lord can't be victorious over by his grace and his healing and his mercy. And it builds on our nature. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. Very was good. It, what, what, wasn't it Aquinas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grace building, just building, building on our nature there. You know, and, I teed that one up I for know, you. I know, you were so ready for that. <laughs> I think, you know, when we're talking about Thomas Aquinas, you can't help but also be thinking about his encouragement uh, for for Christians and followers of Christ in, in the path of virtue. And I think a virtue mm-hmm. in Lent that's perfect, that, that ties into this passage of our Holy Father. He's talking about the firm determination to proceed as followers of Jesus, you know, that is the virtue of perseverance. And I think, you know, we forget that we have to actually um, 
consciously practice, set out to put into practice the virtues. And, and I think as we're beginning went, we can say, well, I know my weakness is this. Well, then what's a virtue that can counter that? And how can I practice that and then persevere in that in this life of grace? Maybe I'm the only one that's been guilty of this. Um, when, when you mentioned the saints and, and um, recognizing their virtues and um, as models for us, I, I jump to the end of the story, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, with the saints and look at at where they ended up and more than where their journey was. Yes, yes. And, and it's, it's that falling seven times a day and getting up and persevering. And you really dig into any of our any of any of our saints stories you you find broken people yes and you find um in every story that grace that that if it wasn't for god's grace then then they wouldn't have made it to the end you know where they ended up on their journey there's almost a mystery when you talk about the brokenness it's almost like the more they're broken open the more grace comes in Mm. and kind of like the greater the fall the greater the saint you know there's that that mysterious economy um but i know you know we can sit here and talk about uh persevering and you know oh you know be disciples of christ but but you know our listeners and all of us could probably fall back on on some occasion where no, actually, that was very, very difficult situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, really kind of heart-wrenching situations or people that were accompanying that we know of. And, you know, there are real moments where people wrestle with fear um, or uh, could be paralyzed by fear. And and this, too, is an area where I think of the witness of the Holy Father. I remember one time, um, you know, he talks about, you know, um, a countering um countering these difficult situations and overcoming them and he'll famously say be not afraid you know be not afraid but i remember george weigel talked about it's not that john paul didn't encounter fear but that he lived beyond fear Mm. and so he could kind of face it kind of have a square off if you will with the reality of the sin or the temptation or the difficulty or sinful structures that are in society things that you just feel helpless about um, but he was able to look at it and look beyond it and see Christ and see the victory of the cross and stay focused on the end goal and and just keep going. You know what I mean? Like, right, and, and right. just kind of pass through it and say, I acknowledge it. I see it. But but in Christ, we will be victorious. And he has already won. And we know the end of the story. And I think for us, that's a great encouragement as we begin Lent is to remember that. Amen. And to participate in the sacramental graces that the church offers us. I mean, this is a, um, a great season for reconciliation uh, to go um, before the Lord and ask for his grace yes. uh, and that it's, it's a healing sacrament and there's nothing that cannot be healed in, in that sacrament. And I see what you did there, sister. You gave <laughs> what we call up. a tease Teed for up. tomorrow. <laughs> be not afraid. So that's all the time that we have for today. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister.